uh, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Verse 8, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let's pray. Father, come to you this morning. I sure thank you for, Lord, the way you've provided for us. God, you've taken care of us and in ways that are far above and beyond our comprehension and understanding. Lord, I praise you for that. I pray that, Lord, today that you would just grab hold of our hearts. And Father, I pray for the the people in this auditorium who claim the name of Jesus Christ, that, Father, our hope would be in you, and that our trust would be firmly planted in your Son. Lord, I ask for those today in this auditorium who've never come to that realization that they're a sinner and that they're in need of a savior father i pray that today would be the very day that they trust christ and lord they get saved once and for all father i pray that anybody in this room that's without the savior would walk out of here today with him and father i pray that you just bless bless and touch our hearts i ask this all in jesus name amen you may be seated I've got to tell you a story here. Uh, it has nothing to do with the message, but it, it, my wife and I both had a good chuckle about it. Um, yesterday, my youngest daughter and oldest daughter got into a fight. Amen. You got, you got kids, you're going to have that. They were squabbling with each other. And Emily came in, and Emily's our informant. She will tell us everything, except on herself, but she will tell us everything on the other two. She came in, she said, Audrey said, shut up. Right, we're throwing down, amen. And Audrey, my little three-year-old, came in just distraught, just distraught. I mean, just upset beyond all shadow of a doubt. And uh, she came in. My wife said, "She said, Audrey, what's wrong?" She said, "Emily, Emily, cut, cut the heads off my friends." That's a pretty serious offense, amen. They got this little truck that they play with out in the yard. And uh, Emily had apparently gotten onto that, and when she'd gotten into it, she had cut off Matt and Gage's heads. Those are Audrey's imaginary friends, or they were yesterday. And uh, Audrey got very upset, very, very upset, and got into it with her older sister and apparently told her to shut up. And honestly, in all fairness, it's pretty hard to, you know, really fault a kid for, I mean, when your two best friends die, (laughs) you are entitled to say some things, and so... Praise the Lord, but uh, everybody's doing fine and recovering well, so praise the Lord for that. We were able to heal Matt and Gage, and uh, thank God for invisible friends. But uh, last night as I was sitting in my office and preparing an entirely different message, um, going a different direction with with my thoughts, uh, the Lord just impressed this upon me. I know this week I've gotten a number of phone calls and a number of people are frustrated and somewhat distraught over the elections and so on and so forth. And folks, we need to, we need to pull ourselves back and understand who our hope is in. Um, I'm going to tell you something. If you are hoping in Washington to solve your problems, you've missed the boat. All right? Washington is never going to solve our problems. 
And I, I believe with all of my heart we need a godly nation. We need, a God, we need godly leaders. We need godly president. We need all of that. I believe that. I think we ought to stand up for that. I think we ought to say it. I think we ought to speak it. But that's, that was somewhat the direction where I was going last night. But the Lord laid this on my heart. You see, we, we get so distressed. In verse number 6 of Psalm 107, it says, And they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distresses. Folks, God is, God is there for us when we're frustrated. God is there for us when we're distressed. God is there for us when times are tough. And boy, this morning, I just I pray that you'll grab hold of this. This will not be a, a deep theological message, but I think it'll be one that if we apply it, will be of great help. The Bible says in Psalm 107, in verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. It says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. That, that Lord there, and, and I think most of you are aware, but it's Jehovah God. Jehovah God. It says, oh, give thanks unto Jehovah God, unto the Lord. And this morning, I, I want you to grasp hold of something, and I think this is so foundational to all of, it is not, I believe it is foundational to Christian. That's the simple fact that God is. It's just God is. And you go back to the book of Exodus, and, and Moses had, 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 had the, the miracle of the, the burning bush. And out of that burning bush, he was introduced to Jehovah God. And Moses said, who, who do I tell Israel sent me? He says, who, who, who's going to believe this crazy cockamamie story about me seeing uh, the angel of the Lord in the flame of a, a fire out of a burning bush that was not consumed? He said, who's going to believe this? Who am I going to tell Israel that sent me? And God answered him and said, you tell them I am that I am sent you. This morning, my friend, I want you to grasp hold of the simple fact, number one, that God is. God is. You see, we've, we've become a, a, a hodgepodge of beliefs in America. We, we have almost destroyed the name Christianity. We've tried to defile the name believers. And folks, I, I pray that you understand that, that, that the simple fact that God is. You know, on Wednesday nights, we've been talking about the importance of Christ. And without Christ, I'm going to tell you something, you have no Christianity. Christ is the cornerstone. He is the fundamental difference between all of religion and the gospel. With Jesus, we have hope. Without Christ, I'm going to be very honest with you, we have no hope. We have nothing to cling to. And this morning, would you understand the fact that God is? There are certain religions today that do not believe in a heaven or in a hell. They don't believe in a, in a so-called afterlife. They don't believe in these things. And my friend, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible clearly teaches that there's a heaven for the saved, there's a hell for the lost, and that Jesus is the difference between those two places. And I praise God for that. I praise God that I have a Bible that makes it very plain and easy to comprehend what the truth is. You see, we have people today say, well, well, that's your opinion, brother. That's not, it's not your word, it's not my word, it's God's word. And we've got to come to a place in our lives and in our own minds where we truly understand that God is. You see, God is today. He exists and He is real. God is, is not just a part of my life. He is my life. For without Him, there would be no life anywhere because God is the life giver. Do you understand that when man was created, God breathed life into the man? Do you understand the importance of that? 
That means without God, there is no life. That means at this moment, if God were to take his hand off of me, I would crumple to the ground dead. No life. No chance at, at having anything. But my friend, God breathed life into me and God keeps me alive. You see, God is. Without that fact, Christianity is a hoax. Without the fact that God is, pure religion is a lie. The Bible is a fairy tale and salvation is a myth. But praise God, these things are real today because God is. There's some in our society and some in our culture who say, well, I, I don't believe in a God. I don't believe that there is such a thing. And the reasoning behind it is they say, oh, we can't see it, or we can't smell it, we can't taste it, or we can't touch it, we can't clearly define it. So since we can do none of those, therefore it isn't real. And I've got to tell you, that is such a stupid line of reasoning. There's a thing today that, that, that scientifically holds us together. That is called gravity. Gravity is real. But I'm going to tell you this, I can't see gravity. I cannot taste gravity. I cannot smell gravity. I can't even feel gravity. You say, oh, you can feel gravity. No, gra gravity feels you. I can't feel this. In fact, to be perfectly honest, I cannot clearly define gravity, but I praise God that it is there. By your line of reasoning to defy or to deny God, I can prove gravity. And yet somehow you say, by that same line of reasoning, I can deny God. I got Drake sitting on the front row. And I like Drake. But do you know by that line of reasoning, I can say that Drake doesn't have a brain? I can't see Drake's brain. I can't smell Drake's brain. I can't taste Drake's brain. And let me tell you this, I cannot clearly define Drake's brain. So according to my line of reasoning, Drake is brainless. Amen, yeah. His mother's over there, preach it, pastor, preach it. But folks, that doesn't mean, see, our line of reasoning today is so skewed. We say, well, well, I don't believe, I can't see God, I can't feel God, I can't taste God, I can't smell God. So God isn't. That's, that's, that's wrong. You see, the reason I know gravity is there, because I see the effects of it. And without gravity, we'd all come flying apart, but gravity keeps us together. Without Drake having a brain, he could not stand, he could not sit, he could not eat, he could not talk. So I know even though I cannot see it, even though I cannot touch it, even though I cannot taste it, even though I cannot smell it, I know that he has it. Why? Because I can see the effects of it on his life. And my friend, by that same line of reasoning, I can prove there is a God. No, I cannot see my God. No, I cannot taste my God. No, I cannot smell my God. No, I cannot feel my God. But I know my God is because I see the effects of God in my life. And this morning we must come to a place where we believe that God is. You say, well, what is God? He is. God is. And this morning we need to get to a place in our hearts and in our minds where we believe that, where we understand that, and where we live like it. God is. Say it with me this morning. God is. One more time. God is. Now, number two. The Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. God is good. Today, some of us doubt that simple fact. You have spent the rest of the week after Tuesday obsessing over why God doesn't love us anymore. You wonder deep down if God 
is truly good. This morning, I'm just going to rattle through some questions. And again, it's not deep, but I want to make you think. Let me ask you some questions about your physical well-being. This morning, how many of you in this auditorium can see? How many of you in this auditorium today can walk? How many of you in this auditorium today can use the two hands that God has given you? And see, what we start doing here is, is we start to look at reality. We have gotten caught up in the same, this fact that if God doesn't do what we want, when he wants, how we want, and the way we want, that God isn't good. No, God is good. Just look at your life. I mean, brother, today I got two feet and I got two legs and they work and they walk, and they run, and I praise God for that. I got two hands, and those hands can feel, and those hands can work, and those hands can labor, and those hands, God gave them to me. God has given me so many things, and I know today some of you might not physically be as well off, but I'm going to tell you, we got a lot to be thankful for today physically. Going over last week and visiting little Sandy Kazelka in the Lancaster Nursing Home, and by God's grace, she's going to recover and get home, but that little lady's got two legs that are missing, but can I tell you, God is good to her you say well well pastor you don't understand God isn't good in my no God is good God is good let me ask you some questions economically today are you without food today are you without transportation today are you without a place to put your head at night and let me say this if you said yes to any of those are you without freedom today to change that no. You see, folks, I need us to understand. We say, well, well, Pastor, you know, things are bad, things are terrible, it's going to get worse, but brother, praise God that He is good. See, God is good to us, and we need to come to a place in our lives where we understand that and we comprehend it. Let me ask you another set of questions spiritually. Are you saved and born again? Is heaven your home? Is there a God in heaven who loves you? Is there a church family you come and worship together with? God is good. See, God is good. You said, but oh, the world's coming to an end. We, we, we jump off that cliff so many times. That cliff's getting worn out. Folks, God is good. God is good. When things look the darkest, just step back and look at God. God is good. Do you understand that in the darkest times of history, God has always provided for His remnant? I mean, in the darkest of the darkest, God provided for His people. When there was little to no food to be had, God provided food for them. When there was little to no place to put their head at night, God provided them a place to put their head at night. When there was almost nothing good to be had, God was still good. And my friend this morning, I beg you to understand that. We've gotten caught up in our world's garbage. We've watched, watched the, the news too often, and, and, and we've listened to these commentators tell us how the end of the world is coming. My friend, I'm going to tell you something right now. God is good. Even in the end of the world, God is good. Do you know that when the end of the world comes, God is going to call me out before he ends it? God is good, amen? I believe in a rapture, and before God begins to send his wrath, God's going to say, come on up here. Come up hither. Get out of there. That's not for you. You see, he did it with Noah. He took Noah and his wife, and he took Noah's three sons and their three wives, and he put them in the ark, and God shut the door. You ever read the story? God shut the door, and then he poured out a pile of rain. Amen? Poured out the heavens, the, the, the depths of the sea broke up and gave up all that water, and all of a sudden, it, it, here's the beautiful thing about it. Do you know where Noah and his family were? They were above it all. 
in the ark. Hey, Christian, today, where do you think you're going to be above it all? Because God is good. And this morning, we need to grab hold of that. We, we, we've just gotten so caught up in our, in our depressed society, and I'm, I, I grow weary of it, folks. God is. God is, but God is good. I mean, my friend today, God is good to you. God has given you some wonderful things. If you have a wife today, you should praise God that you have someone that God has given you to go through life with, even her. Man, God is good. If God's given you children that are healthy, and if God's given you children at all, but if God's given you healthy children, do you understand that God is good? You don't, you don't deserve that. You don't, you don't necessarily have to be gifted with that. But God has been good to us. Hey, young people today, you have an incredible future if you give it to God because God is good. Man, I grew up in a country where I had the freedom to go out and get an education, where I had the freedom to go out and get a job, where I had the freedom to go out and get a wife. I had the freedom to go out and do wonderful things, and God has blessed me. And I'm going to tell you something, young people today. You have a God that is good. Some of our kids are growing up in a society, and they're growing up in a culture where, that defies God and says, oh, oh, God doesn't love you. Look at the bad things in the world that happen. Folks, can I tell you why bad things happen in the world? Because of sin and because of people. God didn't do that bad thing to you. Sin did. Do you understand what brought disease to mankind was not God? You say, oh, oh, God allows it. Of course God allows it. God allows his creation to make their own choice and to make their own decisions, but he also allows us to deal with the consequences of it. Why? Because God loves us. I'm so tired of hearing our negative world today. Say, oh, oh, God, God doesn't love you. Hogwash. God loves you more than anything. He gave you the chance to be a knucklehead and not kill you. Amen? Right there. God is good. But this morning, we got to understand that. You see, we, we've, we've come to a place in Christianity where we say, well, God, God doesn't love me. Oh, man, come on. Look at what's going on in your life. I mean, I have indoor plumbing. And on a day like today... Indoor plumbing is good. You ever thought about that? I mean, I, I never had to grow up. Anybody in here grow up in a house without indoor plumbing? Maybe if you, you got a number of you that did. I, I've had indoor plumbing since I graced the planet, man. I don't have to go outside to the, the outhouse. I don't have to take that, that toilet roll of toilet paper. with. I, I, God is good, man. You say, oh, that's, that's, that's so silly. No, it's not, man. I'm telling you right now, the temperature's supposed to drop tonight. And you going out tomorrow morning and that seat is frozen? You say, Pastor, in church, God is good. You see, we've forgotten the simple facts of how good God is to us. I mean, the Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. God has provided for us above and beyond. And here is people sit and say, oh, well, I, I, just, I just don't know if God's... Whose life are you looking at? I mean, I mean, what, what, what commentator are you listening to? Because it sure isn't the Bible. It sure isn't the Lord. The Bible says the Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. I said, number one, God is. Say it with me. God is. Number two, I said, God is good. Say it with me. God is good. Thirdly, in Psalm 107 and verse 1, it says, for his mercy endureth for a day, for a season, for a lifetime. No. For what? Forever. 
You see, God is good all the time. See, in the mountain peaks of life, God is good. But in the valleys of life, God is good. In the tough times of life, God is good. In death, God is good. In the book of Psalms, the Bible says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. In hopelessness, God is good. In bitterness, God is good. In the life of the prodigal, God is good. Through the tears and through the years, God is good. When, it, when, it, when a godless president is reelected, God is good. When our state elects the first openly homosexual senator, God is good. When gay marriage is approved of in two states, God is good. When it looks like our country has made some bad choices and forsaken the God of our youth, God is good. You see, when life has handed us a lemon, God is good. When the doctor walks in with bad news, God is good. When the divorce is final, God is good. When you leave the funeral of your spouse, God is good. When you see your child leave the nest, God is good. When you can't get up because of the pain, God is good. When hope is deserted and all is gone and everyone has left you to face it alone, God is good. And this morning, we need to come to a place in our lives where we realize that in the darkest times, in the darkest days, when we're all alone facing our biggest challenge, God is good. God is good. He's not forsaken you. He's not forsaken me. He's not forsaken His people. God hasn't taken His ball and gone home. God is good. And my friend, I want us to understand that He's not just good when I get my way. God is good when I don't. Can I tell you, there have been times in my life when I told God what I wanted and He said no. And looking back at it, not only was God right, but God was good to not give me what I wanted. I mean, there have been times I said, God, this, this is what I want you to do for me. God, I want you to take care of me in this way. God, I want to be set. I want to be financially well off. God, you take care of me. And God said, no. No. No, he said, you need to trust me more. So in fact, your prayer request for more is going to get you less financially, and you're going to have to learn to depend on me. But I'm going to tell you something. A year or two down the road, looking back at that, God was good. God was good. I learned some things through that trial. Hey, I learned some things through those tough times. I learned some things through the, the, the illnesses that God brought our way. God teaches us through those times. And my friend, more than then, God teaching me, God was good. God was good. And I've grown weary of our modern Christianity as it says, oh, God's forsaken us. My Bible says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Doesn't it? I mean, my Bible says draw nigh to God and he'll what? Draw nigh to you. You see, we've come to a place where we have this mentality that, that, that well, I, I, I just, God's not doing it the way I want to. And God, God, you don't, oh, that's, that's a three-year-old's mentality. I got one at home. Yeah? You remember your kids. Mommy, I don't like you. Why? Because you didn't give that little knucklehead what they wanted when they wanted it. You don't eat popsicles at 9.30 at night. Amen? Well, I want it. I know you want it, but it's not good for you. Folks, we need to come to a place in our lives where we realize God is good all the time. 
You see, we've just, we just gotten muddled up and we got messed up and we got thrown off track somewhere. And we say, oh, God, why are you forsaking us? Brother, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you're a born-again Christian, God will never forsake you. If anything, it's because we've forsaken God. Stop blaming God for our poor decisions. And we got to come to a place in our lives. We start taking some accountability and say, hey, God, we've kind of messed the boat up, all right? And, God, we need your help. And, God, we're going to depend on you. And, God, we're going to call on you in our distress. And, God, we're going to call on you in our problems. And, God, I know you'll be there. He promised he would. Folks, you know that God isn't just for you when you're perfect. God is for you when you're far less than that. I mean, you look at the Apostle Peter. Talk about a Christian jerk. I mean it. He cursed and blasphemed the name of Jesus Christ. He cursed the name of Jesus Christ. You say, well, well, you know, I, he was under a lot of pressure. Brother, he was, he was a jerk. I mean, that was the one he called the Messiah. That was the one he called the anointed one. He was the one that he said, yeah, that's Jesus. That's the Son of God. And he cursed him. And Jesus rose from the grave, and you know who he went and met? Peter. And he said, Peter, you need to get right with me because I'd like you to serve me. What? Yet God is real willing to take us that are far less than perfect and do something with our lives. You say, hey, I'm not what I ought to be. Good, because God's looking for people just like you. And my friend this morning, I wish we'd understand that. Man, God is good all the time to us. We say, God, I'm going through a tough time right now, man. I, 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 I got some legal issues. I got financial issues. I got marriage problems. I got problems with my kids. God is good all the time. You say, but my health is bad. God is good. You say, but I don't know where to turn. I'll tell you where to turn. Turn to the one that's good. All the time. See, Christian, we, 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 we have to come back to that mentality. Because a lot of us, we've wondered. We say, well, God, I, I just, I don't know if you love me. You say, oh, Pastor, I never say that out loud. I never confess that. But you've thought it. Well, God, I, I, I just, you know I, know, I know, I know Jesus loves me. I know God loves me. But I just, I don't, I just doesn't love me as much as the next person. No, no, that's not true. Brother, God is good, and he's good all the time. You see, he hasn't changed. He hasn't left. He hasn't deserted. No, he's still there, and praise God, he's still good. He's still good. Say it with me this morning. Say, God is good. good. Now say all the time. All right, let's divide it right down the middle here, okay? This side's going to say God is good, and this side's going to say all the time, all right? Right down the middle here. This side say God is good. good. Now say all the time. time. Try it one more time. 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 You say, oh, pastor, that's silly. You'll stand up at a ball game and scream bloody murder. You know, charge. Don't tell me it's stupid in church. We need to start saying, and brother, I'm going to tell you something. If we say it out loud, maybe some of us will grab hold of it. See, God is good all the time. God is good all the time. And I need to come to a place in my heart where I just say, hey, I know times are tough. I know the gas bill's high. I know this is difficult. But God is good and he's going to take care of me. And brother, I'm going to tell you something. In your mind and in your heart that will do something, it will stir your soul and you'll begin to realize that God is real.
And that God is good. And that God is good all the time. You see, this morning, we can say it. But what we really need to do is go out and live it. You say, oh, pastor, I know. The, and, and don't we do that? I know the Lord's good. Come on. That, that isn't what God wants. I know in the toughest times of life, God is good. That's when we remember God's good. Amen. I don't know how he's going to be good through this situation. I've been there. I've done it. I'm confessing. But my friend today, when life hits you, when life disappoints you, when the people you love desert you, I want you to remember one thing, that God is good all the time. You say, hey, God, where are you? He says, right by your side, where I've always been. You say, God, everybody's forsaken me. God says, I haven't. But God, I feel all alone, but you're not. But God, I don't know what to do. He says, I do. Because God is good all the time. And my friend this morning, don't just say it. Let's live it. Let's go and stand to our feet. Folks, this morning I've been excessively simple. And I know that. I could rant and rave about how dark things look and how terrible things are. But can I be honest with you? God is. God is good. And praise God, He's good to me. This morning, would you please, in your heart, do you understand that? Hey, maybe you're sitting out there and you've never accepted Christ. Maybe you've never come to that place in your life where you've put your faith in the eternal, everlasting Son of God. You say, oh, I, I know the story. I've heard it. I know Jesus died on the cross, and I know that. But you've never made Jesus Christ yours. You've tried to show how good you are. You've tried to attend church here and there and do a few good things along the way. But you've never come to a place where you know that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior and that heaven's your home because of that. If you're like that this morning, during the invitation, just come forward. I'll not embarrass you, but I want to show you from the Word of God how you can be born again. And Christian, I just challenge you to remember this morning that God is, that He is good, and that He's good all the time. Just please let me challenge you with that. As the instruments begin to play, if the Lord's laid something on your heart, you come to the altar.
Well, praise the Lord, folks. Thank you for being here today. Let's just, let's just take that little simple thing we talked about. Let's start living like it. Folks, do you know how we impact our culture? It's not by us. It's by Christ in us, the hope of glory. I got to be honest, I don't have a lot to offer people. I don't. Haven't kept one of my campaign promises yet. <laughs> but I have a God in heaven who's never failed. He's never lied. He's never fallen short. I claim that his son is my savior. What's he done in my life that shows how real he is? Let's go out and live it. Let's go out and show the world that Christ truly makes a difference. God is, that he's good, and he's good all the time. Let's go ahead and be dismissed with a word of prayer. Brother John Moore, you pray.